Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. You are listening to Red Carpet Rendezvous with your host, Lauren Conlon. Hey guys, and welcome to Red Carpet Rendezvous. I'm your host, Lauren Conlin, and I'm excited that this is lucky episode number seven. So thanks for your support. Okay, today I'm going to tell you about the amazing day that I had with Alex Wolf, promoting his new film, The Cat in the Moon, which was his directorial debut that came out in theaters and iTunes and Amazon and on demand on October 25th. And not only did he direct it, he wrote it, starred in it, and even composed some of the music. And this kid is only 21 years old. Insane. You might remember that I actually interviewed his older brother, Nat Wolf, the other week at the Kill Team. So I guess I'm making it a family thing here. Anyway, Alex Wolf has a crazy fan base. He has so many Instagram pages and just fan pages. It's totally nuts. Um, I've actually been a big fan of him since he was in the horror movie Hereditary in 2018, and he plays Tony Collette's son. And if you haven't seen this movie, I highly suggest you take the time to watch it, especially since this week is Halloween. Alex is amazing in it, and I'm not kidding. It's the scariest movie I've ever seen. So Alex's film, The Cat in the Moon, is distributed by FilmRise, And this is a story loosely based on his life. He plays high school student Nick in New York City. And Nick moves in with his late father's friend, played by Mike Epps, who I will forever know from the Friday movies. I love him. Um, While his mom finishes a stint in rehab. And the film follows Nick making new friends at a new school and just learning to deal with a lot of things that he's been struggling with internally. So you know I don't like to give things away, but this is an intense film, and I do think that the acting is is really amazing. So I met Alex at the Roxy Hotel downtown in one of the suites, and immediately upon meeting Alex, he completely put me at ease. He was so funny and so nice, and the way he would just say my name at the end of a phrase was so sweet. Like, he'd just say, right, Lauren, or know what I mean, Lauren? So that made me feel really special. Um, Not to be stupid, but anyway, (laughs) when my camera guy was miking him, he took the liberty of buttoning up Alex's jacket after he ran the mic cord up his shirt, which I was like, oh my God, what are you doing? And Alex looked at me as if to say, so your camera guy is now my stylist buttoning up my jacket? But then he just kind of laughed and said, oh no, dude, I meant for my jacket to stay unbuttoned, but thanks. And we all had a good chuckle. Um, And then as one of the PR reps was about to take our photo, she was using my phone. She asked me what my passcode was for my phone. And I was like, oh, I don't have one. It just, you know, it should open up. And Alex lost his mind. He was like, what? You don't have a passcode on your phone. You were the only person in the entire world. And it was just really funny. And he couldn't get over it. 
And basically, I made a passcode after that because I was like, wait, am I the only one? Guys, am I? <laughs> um, yeah. But anyway, I love chatting with him so much. He was so engaging and interesting and just okay. funny all around. All right, we can do 15. Because I like him, right? 10, 15. We can get 15. So you're 21 years old. I am so impressed with this. You wrote Thank this, you. you directed it, you produced it, you composed music. I mean, I so I want to hear about your experience. And also, I really want to know, would you do this again? Why or why not? A lot of great questions, all in one, yes. tucked in one little um, package. Uh, would I do it again? Mm -hmm. Definitely, I'm going to do it again. I have another script and, and I'm definitely going to do it again. But the process of like starting to try and get a movie made is the easiest way to make you not want to make a movie because it is so painstaking mm -hmm. and ego bruising and people give you so much rejection no matter who you are. Um, maybe, you know, like Steven Spielberg doesn't have that, but the majority of people are trying to get these movies made and there's so many movies out there. But what I'll say is that like, just because it's really difficult, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't go make your movie because I feel like I'm really, it just takes a lot of courage and a lot of strength to be optimistic and to be mm -hmm. have a lot of courage. It is really easy to be cynical about movies these uh, days. You know, everybody, yeah. everybody's making a movie. Right. But your movie matters, and that's how I feel about um, this movie. Is I'm really glad I, you know, a young person made a movie about young people, uh, and it exists because I can say, hey, you can do this. Like, right. you, you know, you you don't have to be, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio to, you know, get a, mm -hmm. get a movie made. You can really go and just do it with food scraps. Um, and pennies and a lot of passion and people like Lauren who are ready to interview you and leave their phone unlocked and you can, you can, you can get so it. funny and I read that you started writing this when you were 15 yes That's crazy. I did wow yeah so I mean it's been a work in progress yeah when I came out of the womb there was a typewriter in the hospital and I just started <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's started clicking away. Oh my God. That was the beginning. Well, I mean, I'm just thinking. So, you made this movie and you filmed it at your old high school, right? I did. So that also, I saw that and I was like, well, how did you? Pull you did your research. I, I did like my that. research and I was I like, like how did you pull that off? And like, what was that like? They didn't know. We just snuck in. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, no, the principal. Like... No, 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 no. The principal um, loves me. Uh, okay. His name's James Dawson. Okay. Uh, did an amazing job at PCS. Uh, I just thought that it's going to be really cool if people see. Can you like, tell everyone at PCS? Yes. Before? Yeah. No. no a, a lot of people from PCS have seen it. A lot of people are coming. No, tonight. Is that the performing children? What is that? Professional children. Professional. School. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. And and I'm just really excited about the idea that kids might come to school and be like, oh, this is in the cat. That yes. would be really cool. Totally. Uh, but yeah, I shot there, and I, I he loved me in high school. He let me get away with a lot. Um, <laughs> he uh, let me uh, manipulate a lot, uh, okay. and I did really well in school. Uh, so I think I had a good relationship with him and we made this agreement if I came in and shot everything in one day and I did. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah, and there was a lot that's more. That's a long day. Oh, yeah. Actually, wow. it may have been, yeah, it was one day. Oh, wow. Unbelievable. That's a really ugly elevator. I remember thinking that. Terrible, that was a horrible right? elevator, right? That to me Sorry, was like. BCS. No, Warren, but that to me was. Tread lightly like, here. We want to shoot there again. But that tread was like, lightly. wow. I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm like, this is so high school and I'm getting the heebie jeebies just like kind of looking at this elevator. It's a beautiful um, elevator. Yeah, Dr. it's Dawson, a gorgeous elevator. It's gorgeous. It's, yeah. a gorgeous. You're so you know, right. It was beautiful. Metal shaft. Um, so, and I also read that, that Noah Baumbach kind of helped you jazz the script up a little bit or, or you know, reviewed it with you. Jazz it up. I don't know. I was, I saw that and I was like, gosh, that's kind of amazing. What was that like? Yeah, he, so he was, I mean, 
I feel bad now. I've like really dragged him into this. Yeah. I like I really dragged him. People it just made one up. headline. No big deal. Like six, <laughs> but he um he he really did help me. So I don't feel bad saying that. Like mm -hmm. he uh you know he's not a producer on it or anything, but. What he did was, I lived in the same building as him, and yeah. he, I left the script outside his door, and he wrote me this really nice email about it and said, do you want to come down and talk to me? And he talked to me for about three hours and went through the script. Did you pee your pants when you um, got the email from yeah, him? Yeah, I peed a my little? pants. That's yeah, cool. a little bit. But I knew him since I was a kid. He, he used to complain about me skateboarding. I would skateboard in the house when my parents weren't there, and he would come up and complain. Wait, so he just saw me so as an annoying funny. little kid. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's so funny. Yeah, he was sort of like, oh, now i got to read a script. But it seemed like he really... <laughs> Kind of liked it, and then he walked me through it and talked, uh, you know, through the whole yeah. script for like three hours, uh, and was wow. really encouraging about me directing it because I wasn't quite sure I was going to direct it yet. Yeah. And he was telling me about when he directed Kicking and Screaming, his first movie, mm -hmm. and all the trouble he had in Mr. Jealousy and Squid and the Whale, and and um, I don't know, he just really put some confidence in me. And Peter Berg did the same thing when he signed up to produce it. Yeah. And he's coming tonight. He's doing the Q and A for the premiere. Um, oh, and Josh awesome. Boone too, who's yeah, a great director. Yeah, that's so awesome. Yeah. So I had three great directors. I mean, I, and you can tell, like I said, it even though it was your first movie, it it felt really polished. Um, Thank you. So, and I really, I loved the casting of Mike Epps. I loved, Amazing, right? yeah, and I loved um, the awkwardness that you guys kind of had throughout the whole movie until, and I again, I don't want to give this away for anybody. Yeah. But sort of until the end, um, yeah. and that's that was your intention, right? Like this totally. awkwardness, and then just to build it into this. So, can you talk to me about that a little bit? Just the relationship between them. Yeah. Uh, well, I I felt that that was my dynamic with certain people in my life, mm -hmm. and I, I felt that that was how it always worked for me. Was that it would be like months of this awkward uh, thing, which yeah. I felt like it's very not um, utilized in movies. Just mm -hmm. this kind of uncomfortable sharing a space thing. I love right. like scenes from a marriage, the Ingmar Bergman movie. I love the way they navigate that. I love, um, like I love and you can count on me the way they, uh, so in that way, I just thought that was a really interesting dynamic. Right. And one of my favorite things in movies is when something is building and then you really get an explosive payoff, like yes. Taxi Driver or like Dog Day Afternoon or like when you just, oh. I felt that. I, I really, I did, I really felt that. I um, love that. And your character, Nick, I mean, I know this is loosely based on your life, but are you as intense as him? Probably he was not. Really intense. I mean, there is. I was like, whoa, dude. Like, right? I mean, he yeah. was. He, you're not. You don't seem like you're that intense. I mean, just no, by meeting I'm you. No, I'm totally but, normal. But, <laughs> I am totally normal. But no, the you know the fight scene. I mean, I had mixed emotions yeah. during that scene. And not to be cliche, but how did you want your audience to, to sort of react to that? Like, did you want them yeah. to have these mixed emotions? Or? Yes, I think yeah. so. Yeah, because my favorite movies, like Midnight Cowboy or something, were going in and out of like liking the characters and you know <laughs> hating them and all the things. And, and to me, the most important part for movies is not to like the characters, it's to understand them and mm -hmm. to get, um, and to empathize with them. And I think in this movie, in my opinion, you can understand every single character in it mm -hmm. and you can empathize and even sympathize with them but at times just be ugh you know especially the Russell character the blonde haired yeah. kid who's just like shut up yes. just stop oh my gosh we all you have know. a yeah we all yeah, have yeah we all have oh a my Russell. gosh totally Everybody and that was great that was like we all had this kid and you're like Please, dude, stop. You're please ruining stop. it for everybody. Please stop. And oh, also, yeah. ooh, I just knocked That's my That's okay. Um, please stop. And also, you're embarrassed because you're laughing. Yeah. And you're kind of going along with it, especially right. if they're charming. And right. it's not just character you hate, or else you could just... But um, I guess, yeah, in those moments... I mean, I'm definitely not... I don't think I'm that intense. I think that's in me. And there was a yeah. period of my life where I think maybe I was more like that. Mm -hmm. So, isn't he great? 
I just thought he was so funny. And how awesome is it that he got Noah Baumbach to review his script after he used to annoy him as a kid with his skateboard? That was so crazy. So I hope our conversation makes you guys want to see the movie. And also, just really quick, I'm going to play the very end of our interview, kind of skipping ahead, which wasn't really planned, but I kind of thought it was super cute. I like to end my interviews just with um, sort of a game. Hell so, yeah, let's do it. Okay, so just really quick, um, what do, do you it. prefer, pizza or pasta? Pasta. Ice cream or cake? Ice cream. Monica Lewinsky or Stormy Daniels? Oh, <laughs> Monica Lewinsky. Wow, definitely. that's the second time but, I got this. But listen, okay. listen, listen it's, not, it's, it's not Stormy Daniels' fault, it's that we like who Monica Lewinsky was associated with better. Okay, that's you know? fine. Like, and she's like a lot younger and, it, you know, when but she I made like the mistakes. But I like them both. They're okay. both, you know, they're both nice, uh, nice, uh, nice upstanding women. smart women. Um, Brittany or Christina? Well, yeah. I didn't know you were gonna start asking the hardball questions. Um, Brittany. Okay. I, but I love Christina, but Brittany. No, Brittany. Brittany was too. one of my first uh, CDs. For me too, yeah. oh my gosh. Blink-182 and Brittany. Are you gonna ask Blink-182 or Green Day? Or nope, ask? but go ahead. Like when you're to the Green Day? Yeah. Green Day. Okay. Just start asking me more. I like that you No, I don't have any more. I mean, I think we're done. I think your publicist might. Oh, I don't know. Quick. Okay, quick. yeah. yeah. No, us. we're good. We're start good. We're good. Some... Okay, um, 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 um hold on. Um, uh, corn or, or Green Day? Because that, I think, is a good one. Do you remember oh, corn? corn the are band? You... Oh, you're too young for corn. <laughs> corn. Sorry. I thought you were talking about the food. No, nope. Definitely nope. Green Day. Okay. I know I'm going to get in huge trouble for that. Love you, corn. You're great. But, but. Green Day was just sentimental. So I'm going, funny. Do you remember Papa I don't know. Roach? I don't know. Do I love yes, Papa Roach. Of course, I love they're one of my too. good friends. Yes. I oh, love really? those people. Yeah. Oh, wow. Right. That's so funny. Okay. We're good. Yeah. Okay. okay I'll see you later. Me around. So, Alex Wolf, there you have it, guys. Sorry, at the end of the interview, we totally got off topic, but I thought it would be fun to share with you. So, I hope you liked it. Um, I also briefly spoke to his co-star in the movie, Stefania Levy Owen, who was so sweet and adorable. I really liked her. Um, she was a regular on The Carrie Diaries, and she was in the movie The Lovely Bones and Crumpus. Those are two of her um, more popular titles. And she actually had her two sisters and her mom and dad in the room with her for the interview. And they were so supportive and nice. And I was kind of dying because Stefania, who's 22 years old, has a sex scene in the movie. And I was just kind of like, you know, I pulled her aside and I was like, so has your dad seen the movie yet? And she was like, oh my gosh, no, but I warned him. It's so awkward. And she just kind of laughed. And I always kind of wondered about that. Like if you're an actor and your parents have to watch you have like a weird nude or sex scene, like what is that like? And yeah, she confirmed it. It's weird. <laughs> um, I'm going to play a quick clip about Stefania just talking about growing up as a child actor. Um, I just really appreciated what she had to say. You um, kind of grew up in the industry, right? Like you've been acting since you were a kid. So yeah. what's what's that been like? Well, I, um, like I started when I was 10, but also I'm from New Zealand. So like, and for the most part was there. And so I would go over and do something for like five months and then yeah. come back. So it never felt like it was my life. Okay. It was just something fun that I did and it was cool. And it was like, I'd leave school for a little bit and then come back to school. So that was school in New Zealand was always my norm. And that's so yeah. far removed from the whole industry that I, I didn't feel like I lost just like 
you know, that's so nice. That, which which that's is a really cool. Your parents. Yeah, <laughs> and my parents and family. Are, like, yeah, the that's best, and they're right here. Wait, that's so, that's really lovely. Yeah, wow. So, so you um, didn't actually feel like it was your whole life. You still no. had so much fun doing it and looked forward to it. Yeah, it was just yeah. always something like yeah, fun and awesome and like crazy that I d yeah. yeah. So Stefania is great, and like I said, that's a testament to her parents, um, the fact that she never felt like acting was a job for her. It was always something fun that she did, and she's really good at it. I think that everyone should definitely keep an eye on her career. And also, don't you just love her voice? I love her little rasp. I just, I love it. Um, anyway, lastly, I want to play some clips from the red carpet that night because Alex just had so much support from his family and friends, which is amazing. Holly Hunter, Tony Shalhoub, and Ellen Burstyn were there supporting him, like literal legends. Alex's mom is actress-writer Polly Draper. She's probably best known for the show 30-something, which she was nominated for an Emmy for, and I made a point when I saw her to tell her how nice I thought that both of her sons were. Just between Nat and Alex in the last few weeks, I was just so impressed with how talented, hardworking, down-to-earth, and just genuinely nice they were. And she was so thankful and grateful to hear that. So I'm really glad I said something. Okay, let's hear some clips from Tony Shalhoub and Ellen Burstyn just because it's cool. I'm going to get my camera guy. So I've loved you, by the way, since Requiem for a Dream. I'm kind of awestruck right now, totally starstruck. But how long have you known Alex for? We did a film together about four years ago called The House of Tomorrow. And I've cast him in a film I'm going to direct. Great. Are you so excited to watch this movie? It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I love his talent, you know, so. Excited for tonight. Well, you know, uh, this, is, this is, I've known this kid since he was, before he was born. And I've watched him develop as a musician, as a songwriter, as an actor. Uh, and now we get to see his work as a filmmaker and a director. You know, I, I, I mean, he even did an episode of Monk when he was about this tall. No, I swear. And uh, as, as, as did Polly. Polly was, uh, did an episode our first season. And, um, and I, just, I just see such great things for this kid. I mean, he's already accomplished so much. But he is going to be a major, major force. He and his brother. So how cool is that? Tony Shalhoub and Ellen Burstyn singing your praises. So, okay, guys, The Cat in the Moon, go see it or buy it on iTunes, On Demand, or Amazon Prime. It's a great watch. And speaking of watch, if you want to watch my full interviews with Alex and Stefania, you can go to my YouTube channel, Red Carpet Rendezvous Podcast, or our website, www.redcarpetrendezvousnyc.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and subscribe and download on Apple Podcasts. Until next time. Thanks for listening to Red Carpet Rendezvous. Until next time.